This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Another fairy tale ride is underway for Loyola Chicago and head coach Porter Moser. On their way to the Sweet 16. And we've lost to number one seed for the first time in this tournament. We came in this tournament, you know, ranked like 17th in the country for in, the, in the AP poll, you know. We got an eight seed. Uh, that's just a hand we were dealt. And, um, you know, we, we feel like we're one of the best teams in the country. And, and I think we showed that these last two games. Um, definitely with the with the contrasting styles, you know, Georgia Tech pretty much played all zone. Whereas Illinois was, you know, physical, making, making us uh, run our man sets and stuff. So, you know, that's a great thing about us. We can adapt to any style of play, really. And, um, you know, you can't not think that you're one of the best teams in the country. You know, you got you got to think that and you got to play like it. And, um, you know, we're excited to get to the next one. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Thanks to CBS for the final call. And that's Cameron Krupwig in the postgame. And we are delighted to welcome in the head coach of Loyola Basketball, Porter Moser, the score hotline presented by Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or ap4.com. Porter, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Porter. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good morning. What a what an amazing game to watch. What a fun game to watch. I you know, I I was mad at the committee about where you were seated and I recommend that uh, that Illinois fans be mad at the committee now about where you were seated. It uh it's just extraordinary watching the way you guys play and the pace of play and the way you controlled it. Uh, just a, a really wonderful performance, Porter. Congratulations to you. No, thanks, guys. And uh, I know we were on together last week with you guys, and yeah. we were talking about the seed, and it's just you can't control it. And uh, you know what I love what Crutch just said? I was just listening to that. And first of all, he sounds like a, a coach in a press conference. I mean, how, <laughs> I, I mean, he's sitting there evaluating the schemes. I mean, how many times you got a guy like that? Well, they were running this baseline <laughs> twist action. Um, but, uh, the, you know, the, the, whole, the whole thing is, is, and we said it before, we, you can't just go into this thing going, hey, I'm happy to be in it. You know, you got to go with the mentality and the mindset you want to win. You want to win in advance, and you got to believe that. And I think that's what's been really cool about our group and what we've tried to do as coaches is just create this incredible belief inside the locker room. And, you know, yeah, there was, you know, the eight seed. It is what it is. You know, we just told our guys, you know, we can't control it. All we control is beating Georgia Tech. And I know everybody, including you two boys, were trying to have me look at the one after that. And you can't do that. And then – and then. <laughs> and then when we got we got to Illinois, then it was all about that and believing. And uh, it's funny because like the first ten minutes you start like when you start digging in on a scout, like my assistants are going to laugh if they heard me say it. it's like the first ten twenty minutes you're watching, you're like, oh god, how are we going to win? And, and then you just start digging farther in, farther in until you get to yourself to this point where we can do this, we're going to win this, this is what we're going to do, and then you present it to your team. And I think that's what as the, our process goes like. But you know. You can't you can't deal with the seed. You just got to deal with what you can control. Porter, it was one of those moments, and it was one of those games where you watch from our standpoint, and it was a classic blend of psychology and strategy. And the way that you guys played defense is the reason you're still alive. I think you know how would you explain to somebody watching and and seeing what we saw 
how you were able to keep Illinois 23 points under its average and what the biggest key to that defensive effort was. The key is, is what we've been doing, you know, in our program in terms of there's a lot of little things that go into our defense and, you know, the, all the work in the summer, all the work in the offseason. It wasn't just a flip of the switch saying, oh, we're going to be a good defensive team. It's habits. It's a lot of habits going into it. And then a lot of belief in it. The guys really believe in it. They believe they can win, you know, the way we defend. And they're smart. I said this on another thing. We, you know, when you, when you people underestimate young kids. And I'll have some coaching friends like, we can't run that many plays. They can't, they won't know it. You know, I think that's, I don't, I think it's bull. I think the more you teach kids to learn and the more they do it, you underestimate them. We can switch defenses at a 30 second timeout. We can change coverages and we do, we do, we mix it up. And the guys, the guys believe in it. They can handle it. And uh, we got smart players. And uh, the other thing is, um, you know, everyone talks, you just, you mentioned the pace of play. The, the funny thing about it is we're trying to run. I mean, there was many times yesterday, like we had a key three, Braden Norris hit. We were trying to push it. We kicked it up. It's just sometimes our defense makes it a longer possession game because, because of our defense. But I love our pace where we, we're running, but then we're grinding teams out on defense. And I think that there was a point early in that game. There were a couple of points in that game where I, I really was kind of – I thought it was extraordinary. I think you had a turnover early, and they came down on the break, and you had one guy back, but you somehow stopped the break, and they pulled the, the dribble up, and, you know, they had to set up then. And I thought to myself, like, you're not going to allow any fast break points in this game, are you? That is – you know, you create that wall of defense that's extraordinary. Yeah. So uh... – well, you just hit on the head. Like that, that was one of the keys of the game was transition defense. They're so good. Their guards are so good. Even Kofi runs when he gets going. They post him up early. We had such a, a focus. And when I was talking about all those little things, we talk about six eyes, six arms. The ball handler has got to see six eyes, six arms. That means you've got to have three guys making that wall. You know, you gotta you got to stop transition defense. you gotta, you got to, you know, uh, have a resistance point. You, you know, too many teams try to stop transition backpedaling. Man, you can't you can't stop transition defense on a guy like Io and Cabello and Frazier if you're backpedaling. They're going to blow by you. So we were really sprinting back on the airtime of the ball just to get our feet set and make that wall. And uh, you know that's and that's just something we just didn't say these last forty hours. Forty hours. Right. That's what I was talking about. Those are habits. Those are things that you've got to drill in and drill in and and get these guys to do. But I did think you hit it right in the head. I, not getting them into this where their transition offense is going, I thought was one of the keys. So, Porter, you got a guy like Kofi in the middle, and he's such a dominant force in the paint. I wondered how you would approach him offensively with, with Krupp because Krupp's so unorthodox and different and gives you so many different uh, variety of, of options. I, I thought you might draw Co- Kofi a little bit more, but the first possession, Krupp goes right at him and scores. And I thought that was huge in making a statement that, okay, we are not backing away. We're not doing anything. We're coming right at you. And then he continued to do it again and again. And there was no back there. How important was that? And what was the strategy beforehand going at, going at Kofi? I went to, I went to Krupp uh, about 30 minutes before the game. And him and I had a private talk about it. And we just, just loved the kid. And we were talking about, you know, just a lot of things about, you know, things that have been said. And he, he, um, you know, I said, we're going to run this ISO really. We're going to, we're going to space everyone out to the right. We're going to set flares on the wings, but we're going to give it to you at the nail and go. Just start the game now. Let's go. And he was like, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to send him, you know, have him have that mentality of 
man, just go right at it. If you get your shot blocked, you get your shot blocked. You know, but right. you got it. But I know him. I know Crut. When he goes point A to point B quick and and, and starts using his up and unders, he's you know he's he's hard to guard. He pivots and it's, and, and you know he pivots like four times in one possession, but he doesn't travel. And um, but I wanted to set that tone with him. I wanted to give him that mindset and have him know that I felt that way. And that's why we did that first play. Porter, I remember we talked to you after 2018, and um, you know all of all that you went through and everything that happened, and it was disappointing that you didn't go farther for you. But you talked about this idea that you talked to, I believe it was Jay Wright, about this idea that you know what kind of player that you want. You recruit players that fit what you do, and you don't try to become something that you're not. You don't suddenly need all the future NBA guys that you didn't have before. Did anything change in your recruiting? Did anything change in the way you put this team together after the last experience? And, and how, how much uh, did that advice you receive help you? It was, it was huge, you know, because you get all, I mean, I, I heard it all the time. Oh, now you can recruit a five-star kid. Now you, you went to the Final Four, you can recruit a McDonald's All-American. And like I joked with you before, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, if you could get one. Um, but you don't change what, you, what your vision is, you know. And we just, we want to play where, you know, we like four guards out there. We like to switch everything. We like skilled guys. We like guys that can dribble past shoot. We like guys that want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. We had all these boxes we wanted to get checked, and we just stayed with it. We were intentional. And, you know, I, I, one of the things we're, we're very – uh, happy about our coaching staff is that to sustain it, it's very hard to sustain it, especially at our level, you know, to sustain a, a, this kind of level. And, you know, we, we have two guys that played on that team and here we are again. And, but, uh, and I thought the other cool thing was when I got the job 10 years ago, we were loyal of Chicago and I'm from here and I'm like, man, I know the players here. How can we have one guy from Illinois on this roster and no Chicago kids for 10 years? Bailey was the last one. And then we got Milton Doyle and Dante. Yesterday's game, a huge game between two state-ranked teams, Illinois, the state school, and our th- top three leading scorers were Illinois guys. Cameron Crutwig, Algonquin, Marquise Kennedy, and Lucas Williams in Chicago. I thought that was kind of apropos that we made it intentional trying to recruit and keep some of these kids home. Absolutely. And it, was, it showed how you were able to sustain – that success that you created in 2018, and I, I'm not asking you to compare it, Moser Porter, but but when you look at when you look at yesterday, how much did it validate to some people? Do you think on the outside your ability to do what you did, the the program, the culture, and, and you know, 2018 wasn't just a one off. It was something that was the beginning of something that is sustainable. You know, you know, yes, yes, I mean, yeah, it was. You know, we just. To be the number one, you know, a one, a one seed, and um, you know, I think we had it was some crazy things in, in the eighteen. We won, you know, last second shots, but those are hard games too to find ways to win. And we won both games by double figures in this tournament. And you know, I think guys, um, for for us, I, I I haven't even had one iota of thought process of validation. Oh, it's just about advancing and winning a national championship. I mean, that's. You know, that's what I had last time. And I'm, I'm not looking to get validated. I'm not looking to – I mean, I want to win a national championship. I mean, Loyola's got one. I want to, you know, we want another. That's why we stayed. And, um, and it's very hard to do when you're in a league that, that was getting one bid. You know, we felt we were good last year. We were hot, and 
you know, the bottom fell out. We lost in overtime, and then that was over. So it's hard, and we just felt like once we can get into this tournament, we, we have some confidence. It, it, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing to watch. It's great to watch the way your team plays. And I, I'm just curious, now you got the week in front of you here. Uh, you'll have the first game on Saturday. I think it's at 140. Um, how do you – what do you do now? What's this week look like? <laughs> what, what do you, how do you line the whole thing up? Oh, man, we are in a bubble. So, like, we're, uh, you know, I've been outside our guys for a total of 30 minutes outside the fact of walking to the bus and getting off the bus. We've had 30 minutes of outside. It is really on lockdown here. And, uh, like, normally last time we went home, we beat Tennessee. We came back to Chicago. We had a great little celebration on campus. You got to see your family. uh, You regrouped. Um, Now I got my laundry bag out in front of my door. They're picking up the laundry. I'm, I'm stuck in here. And uh, but you were going to be here till Saturday, and um, so they give us practice times. They got a nice weight room set up for the teams. They got you, you know the the meals and everything. But you, we were really talking, and we're talking a lot today. We got to really do some things for our guys outside of basketball. We got to do some fun things. We're we're being creative with some things. We're, we have some ideas going on. But it's just we've already been here a week, and now you're here. All these teams are here another week of, and you can't leave. You can't do anything. Can't go outside. So. We got to do some things to keep their mind sane <laughs> with some fun stuff. What do you think of your next opponent, Oregon State? How much do you know about the team and the roster? Uh, their coach, Wayne Tinkle. I know that, as I pointed out earlier, you did play against him in college. I don't know if you remember that Montana versus Creighton. I don't yeah. think you played that yeah. night. He had uh, yeah, he was, was a big time scorer. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the bad thing about that's the bad thing about all these stats nowadays. Now I can't lie anymore to my players. Like you know, that's right. Twenty point score. Did you see that? Did you see that? Uh, CBS did that top. Uh, they ranked the yes. players. Yeah. The, one through sixty. So I wasn't totally mad. I was, I'm glad I wasn't like in the sixties. I was I think thirty five. Right. The problem is, the problem is I got to talk to CBS. You know, they they took your four year scoring average. For guys that don't play their first year, two years, you can't average that in. You can't. I averaged four point six points in my career, but come on, man, I averaged like eight my last two. I, I need that extra couple four points for validation. I need the validation with my guys. Like, coach, yes, average four point six points a game. Come on, man. Wayne Tinkle was top ten, I think, Porter. I think he was in the top ten or fifteen. He was a good player at Montana. Oh, he's huge too. We were on the Nike coaches trip together in Hawaii, and he's. He's a big dude. I mean, I'm glad I don't have to post him up. I mean, he's, 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 he was a great player, too, and he's a great guy. And you know what the thing is, thinking about their matchup, here's three teams in a row that we're going to play that are hot. So we, had, right. we played the ACC, ACC tournament champions, then the Big Ten tournament champions, and now we have the Pac-12 tournament champions. And three Power Five tournament champions hot. But I like I told my guys, you know what, so what? We're hot. We're the Missouri Valley tournament champions. So – you know, there we go. And um, so it's three Power Five tournament champions in a row. We get we get the draw, and we got we'll, we'll really dig into them. Um, they they got a big, they got a big point guard, they got a seven footer. They they're just really hot right now. They're playing tremendous. At Porter, you know, I I I love hearing you talk about how you can make this week fun for your players, and I loved that moment yesterday where where Crut is getting interviewed and all of a sudden everyone comes jumping out and he's like that it, it was it was so happy and you had the guys come back out on the floor and when you did your interview you wanted everyone out there and and you haven't been able to play in front of a crowd all year and you have people there and family 
I just thought that was a beautiful moment of of reminding them to enjoy what they're experiencing. Because I think oftentimes with these kids, you know, the reason you run off the floor is because you're told to, because you got to get in, because we have all the protocols. And I get that. But that was wonderful that you had them enjoy that moment. Well, thanks. And I, I tell you, so we – in 2018, heck, we didn't want. We were out there. We were celebrating with the fans, and so we beat Georgia Tech the other night, and it was great. And all of a sudden, I'm going over, like raising my arms to all the fans up in the stands, and I turn around, the guys like had already left. I'm like, man, so I wasn't going to let that happen again. So the guys did the same thing, and because I want that feeling etched in their brain from you know April to the next November. You know, I want all the young guys to think about that. Because, you know, Crut, I remember after the Missouri Valley when we won this, we were in the locker room, and Crut and Lucas were like, this is great, guys, but I'm telling you, it gets way better from here. It gets way better from here. And I, that's why the guys were already in the locker room yesterday. Or, and I'm like, I brought them back out. I go, stand behind Crut, man. Crut will be the first guy to tell you this is the team effort. And then I told them to stand behind me on the national uh, thing. And I wanted them to hang there a little longer. Gosh, we haven't had fans all year. The fans were way up there. They weren't within 50 yards of us. So we weren't worried about anything. They were, they were far away from us, and I wanted to thank them and have the guys enjoy it because it's been tough having no fans. And what a moment that, that I wanted them to do more. So I'm like, you guys, get your butts back out here. Let's, let's hang for a while. Great role players. Step forward. Porter, we talk about Lucas Williamson. We talk about Crut all the time. But, boy, you have Tate Hall, Marquise Kennedy, Braden Norris. I mean, the list goes on about guys who, you know, hadn't been there before but acted like they had and really emerged as as key parts of that victory. Absolutely. You've got to be deep um, to, to be in this tournament and to be good. You've got to be deep. And, uh, you know, I think like, like Tate Hall, he's, you know, he hasn't scored like he did last year, but he's making so many intangible plays, another bunch of assists, loose balls, rebounds, hit a big three, um, and, you know, Marquise comes off the bench. He had 14 yesterday or whatever it was. And uh, Bray Norris, I can't say enough about it. He's just a tough, tough competitor. You know, he's another one that doesn't pass the eye test like Crutwig. You look at Braden and you think you're going to, you know, take him to the hole and ISO him, and he just levels you off. He just levels you off, and it's hard to ISO him. And uh, But, you know, the guys, I, I do feel like we're, we're deep um, and have a lot of confidence. So, Porter, my phone blew up when you guys won, and it's a lot of my friends. We all went to Loyola, a lot of people, friends of mine that went to Illinois that I won glorious bets off of. But I'm curious, I know your phone must have just, you know, you probably had to throw it out. Um, Do you feel the buzz in the city? I mean, do you feel the support that you felt, even though you guys are there, even though you're cut off? I'm sure you're getting all these media requests and everybody going nuts about what you've done. Um, do you feel it again, the way you felt it in 18? You know, I was a little bit of oblivious to it in 18 because I was just so in, and a little bit that way now, but I know, I, I, I know, I realize what happened. And yes, it is fun. It, it's, it's great. It's what you want. You know, I, I, you'll hear me say this, and I know people are probably sick of me saying it, but I literally was told so many times that you can't get it done at Loyola because it's a pro town. And for all the Chicago listeners, I said, no, it's a sports town. They love their sports. They love their passion. If you play hard and tough and smart, they will embrace you. And this, we, we, I, so yes, I do feel the buzz. I, I mean, it's, it's really, really cool. Did you see that, that I saw a video was sent to me of all the kids on Sheridan 
yeah. um, street yeah. again, and uh, I hope they had their masks on. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it, it's fun to see that, man. It's fun to see that. And um, I love that, that that they're embracing us, and it was a big win. It was a great game for our state, um, having two ranked teams in the NCAA tournament, and we're very fortunate that we came out on top. Hey, Porter, thanks. Congrats. Stuff. It's great talking to you. Love that you still come on with us despite your, oh, uh, you your lofty me? position. You guys had me on. You had me on when we were last in the horizon, Molly. I, I tell you, I appreciate you boys. All right. Thanks, Porter. Keep it up. Love it. Keep it going. Talk to you next week. Go Ramblers. Go Ramblers. <laughs> Go Ramblers.